show. Obviously, you're not a golfer. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pop, spoon, ribbon! You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. Money, 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 money! I drink your milkshake! I drink it up! Son of a bitch. Stole mine. You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> Welcome back. You jumping? You Jump, jumping the lead? Jumping the gun. Biceps, guns, 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 guns. <laughs> we are back. It's WTM. Watch this movie. Back your... in the saddle again. I am your Who host. Sings it? Who sings back it? Back in the saddle again? Yeah. Isn't there a bunch? Well, who started it? I don't know if there's a bunch. I don't, I don't know. It, who was first in the saddle is the real question. Steven Tyler. Aerosmith. Okay. Back. Back in the saddle. <laughs> <laughs> What's, is that the name of the song? Yeah. That had to have been not one of their even like top <laughs> 20 hits. What? No. Oh, you, you need to get on the Googles. That's a popular one. <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. And maybe I just have to hear it. Yeah. Well, in any case, Sounds I am your host, much. Eric Mulder. Eric, he is a bad, bad man. Joined once again by Mr. Alex the Bicep Jones. What's going on? How much? Let them watch. Let them watch. Let them watch. Not much. You're back. In the saddle. We survived your bachelor party. Fairly. This past weekend. <laughs> Barely dominated that hotel. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that hotel was dominated before we got there. It was, it's been it, dominated many times. It was in tell. some rough shape going I, through renovations. I couldn't tell if they're renovating our room or the wallpaper was just coming off. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it was the wallpaper just coming off. <laughs> oh, that was a disappointing hotel, let me tell you. <laughs> well, it, it was probably up to the standards we needed it to be. Yeah. Pretty much. A, any nicer. People might have been worried you weren't going to get maybe your, well, you didn't pay a damage deposit, but you could get tagged with some damages, I suppose. There, yeah. they don't know what people have damaged or they haven't, because it's <laughs> always damaged. The lobby looked nice. Yeah, that was about it. Pool area looked all right. A lot of kids, though, didn't get to enjoy that. It was lagoon-like. It's very lagoon-like. <laughs> like lagoon cinemas. Two, two separate hot tubs. <laughs> one for peeing, one for pooping. <laughs> It's weird that they had the continental breakfast at the pool. Did they? Yeah, like all the chafing dishes and stuff was set up next to the pool. Like, How over... was the breakfast? It was that... all right. I got some linkies and some scrambled eggs. Yeah, hotel breakfasts usually aren't too bad. Well, the ones that aren't like, here's cereal and here's muffins and here's donuts. Right. Which, you know, I don't mind sometimes, but yeah, if I wanted like a real breakfast, like cook me up some eggs. They had the sausage patties and the links. Ooh, I just got a plate of that. Cause that's that's the type of breakfast where you're like, hey, they went the extra mile here. I have choices between two different sausages. That or you went 
they might be spending their money in the wrong places. <laughs> Breakfast is way too good for this place. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh. we had the sweet, mind you. Yeah, we did have the sweet. The sweet was not very sweet. Was not very sweet. So that was like top shelf. Well, I think the first thing that they did to all the rooms was just take all the pictures and stuff off the walls because they were pretty barren. Yeah, there was, was not a bare. thing on the walls. Yeah, got chilly in there too. Pretty chilly because they had two ACs in there. <laughs> that's why they're ripping what both from the one. They I... put a couch, two ACs. They go. Let's call it a suite. <laughs> Yeah, and they had like that little mini fridge with a microwave on top of it. Yeah. But yeah, the one AC I couldn't even turn off. <laughs> looked like the lid was like, like I don't know, somebody turned on, like pounded the lid, like they're not gonna be able to turn this AC off. Well, the fucking the first room, Kendrilly <laughs> or somebody, because it wouldn't turn on, went to go open it, and the whole front thing fell off. Oh really? <laughs> like, and it was that. just like the it was just like the hardware, the fucking <laughs> motor and everything. They were like, uh, and they just shoved it back on. Yeah, there was a we went to a beer, bacon, and burger fest at or burger fest at the racetrack. Bet on some ponies. That was pretty solid. Not there, the betting part, didn't win a damn thing. But and then uh then we went to the casino. Yeah. Also lot, pretty lost, fun. Didn't lot. win a damn thing. Yeah. Thomas but, won some money. Yeah, that asshole snuck out of there. I didn't what even know fucker. he won until the next day. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that either. Penny machines. We're sitting at $15 blackjack tables. <laughs> Losing our shirt in two minutes. <laughs> uh, well, we don't have too much for film news, but I do have a correction I need to get to. Jones, you fucked up. One of the last episodes are in. Talk about the big sick. Okay. Well, I haven't seen it, so. We were talking about the big sick. Yeah. And uh, you were talking about Kamal Nanjani. Yep. You said he's from India. Pakistan. He's from Pakistan, and he's Muslim, or he was. He grew up in a, believe it, on Wikipedia, it said like a fundamentalist Muslim family, which are Shia fundamentalist family. Okay. But he's atheists or agnostic or he doesn't follow islam anymore okay but i mean his family still does and that's kind of a plot point in the big sick because they have almost like an arranged mm-hmm. kind of bride for him and he's like mm, i kind of got this you know this white american girl <laughs> right that's well, a whoopsie daisy on my part so yeah he's from pakistan and he was raised muslim so at least both Pakistan and India at least border each other. They do. So regionally, <laughs> I was close. But I'm sure. But still, I agree I was off. <laughs> the Pakistanis and the Indians are probably like, that motherfucker called him. <laughs> well, they've only been. Indian? They've only only been at war with each other for how long? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure all of our listeners over there were not happy about it. Well, I said whoops-a-daisy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, other film news. Checked out the Mother trailer. I'm sorry, Mother trailer. Mm-hmm. Initial impressions and thoughts. Uh, looks pretty fucking sweet. Still don't know what the hell the plot is, really. It's mm-hmm. it's a new kind of horror, psychological thriller type of film from Darren Aronofsky, who did Black Swan. So maybe it's in that vein. Uh, stars Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem. Uh, I forget who else is in there. I think Ed Harris. 
and somebody else. But apparently Javier Bardem and Jennifer Lawrence are couple, married couple, living in a house kind of out in the country, it seemed like. And they have some uninvited guests. Hmm. And shit goes cray-cray. Yeah, I've seen this. Now that you're talking about Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem. It's quite the poster, too. Looked pretty sweet. The poster is uh, a painted picture of Jennifer Lawrence with she's holding her own heart that's like she ripped out her own body it seemed like huh pretty gruesome picture for like a theatrical poster hmm. it's gonna be weird seeing it in movie theaters like people walking by with their kids like mommy what's it says mother and she's holding her heart she's bleeding who directed it aronofsky oh that's right who's yep. dating jennifer lawrence right now is he oh yeah that old dog yeah he was with well, Rachel. That kind of ruins it a little bit. He was with Rachel Weiss. They broke up. Rachel Weiss went to Daniel Craig. They're married. For no. now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's with Jennifer Lawrence. And they've been together, I think, since before Mother, I believe. Huh. So yeah. it was kind of like, hey, making a new movie. Why don't you come I always, in? I always like to try to envision how those conversations go between like a director and actor actress relationship like yeah. making a new movie i think you'd be perfect for like is there a little hint of bullshit in some of those like well of course you think they'd be perfect for it. i'm sure yeah. you love them like <laughs> and that you get, not, you get not, a little not, more credit because jennifer lawrence is like pretty good but well, i was gonna say aronofsky's the man jennifer mm-hmm. lawrence is good i like her in almost everything mm-hmm. uh i was gonna say the cast is pretty uh not diverse, but it's an interesting group of people. Bardem I was, I was a little taken aback. And Ed Harris, like it's kind of, kind of a weird mix of people almost. But it's I, mean, I like all of them. Love uh-huh. Ed Harris. I thought it was weird seeing Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem as a couple. I was like, yeah. that does not look right. To yep. Me. But, uh, well, yeah, now my comment about for now, you're the big breakup news. I heard this from Hot Source. Chris Pratt? Sam. Sam Anna Ferris? Sam told me this. Uh, yeah, Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris. You killed the fucking <laughs> the build up to it. You were asking me and I answered. <laughs> it was rhetorical. Don't answer. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a bummer. All right. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do now. Because people were saying. Who's going to make the first flop? Well, did you see the, the, the rumor mill is also trending out that Jennifer Lawrence is the reason for that breakup? Because when they were making Passengers, oh, her and Chris Pratt okay. last year, yeah, I think I they were saying that. like there was rumors about it. And apparently I mean, everything I've read seems like it's kind of bullshit because that would mean she would be cheating at Aronofsky on the time with Chris Pratt. Who's, it's like a... It's like Twin Peaks. Everybody's fucking everybody. Yeah. But I don't know. I tend to, I don't know. If, if J-Law and Darren Aronofsky break up and she goes to Chris Pratt, then yeah, it would be then pretty good evidence. But something was happening. Until that happens, then no. <laughs> well. I also mentioned Daniel Craig. There's another rumor floating around out there that, you know, it's pretty much set in stone that he's coming back for a fifth bond movie but there's rumors that he's signed on for two for the price of 150 mil 
Damn. To do two. That was a rumor a, over a year ago hmm. about he might do two, and they're they're offering him $120 million, but he didn't. That that wasn't never confirmed, and he never said he'd do that, all that. But now it's like, hey, got him back on. Idris Elba is he's gonna be too old by then to try and. He's hop already in. right, but too old to start. Right, but because he's only a couple years younger than Daniel out, Craig, that, it's for sure not gonna happen. No. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Noah in one his stand up, he does a bit about everybody's up in arm about you know the first black Bond, and some people are like, it can't be black. Mm-hmm. You know, and Trevor Noah's, I take him as pretty big liberal. Uh, and he goes, <laughs> Do you? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, now nah, I get it. He goes, but now let's think about it. He goes, where does Bond typically operate? In Britain. He goes, a lot of white people in Britain. He goes, you can't really be a black spy when you're operating in areas that it's just pretty much all white people. <laughs> he goes, so logically they probably couldn't do it uh it's pretty funny pretty funny funny bit yeah i mean i idris elber is a great actor mm-hmm. i thought he should have been nominated last year for beast of no nation was that the year before can't remember now but uh and i think he would have done the part well i guess i don't really have a problem with him being black much as i have a problem with daniel craig being blonde and i still love daniel craig as james bond so mm. I'd be like, uh, he should be Scottish and have dark hair like Sean Connery. But yeah. if Idris Elba came out and it was a James Bond movie, I'm sure he'd knock it out of the park and I'd like it. Yeah, him. I mean, it? who gives a shit what color he is, I guess. No, yeah, because like, I have problems with me. Craig being blonde and being jacked. Sure. Two things that he should not be <laughs> if you're Bond. Because the previous Bonds weren't. <laughs> yeah, and in the books, it wasn't like that. And I mean, he wasn't supposed to be... Uh, he isn't supposed to almost look like Batista. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Casino Royale, he comes out of the ocean. You're just like, Jesus, like Bond's might, on the roids. Like, it might be gay. <laughs> <laughs> might. From six to midnight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that would be, uh, they could really stretch out that Blofeld storyline, mm-hmm. which would be good because that would make Spectre even better. That would be pretty cool. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be disappointed by that. Other little film news. Uh, I think that's all I have. You got uh, anything? I just got one thing. Um, Do you hear about the new AMC Visionary series that's going to be coming out? I don't know if it's next year or... AMC, like TV? Yeah, like the... Uh, I don't know if it's anywhere else, but U.S. television channel. AMC, mm-hmm. but they're coming out with a series called Visionaries. It's a documentary series. I think it takes place like over a week each one, so it's almost like a mini series, I believe. But the first one that they're doing is Eli Eli Roth is going to do a history of horror. So they're going to do a whole documentary series about horror, the genre, um, on AMC. Hmm. So that'd be pretty cool. I think it's supposed to. It's in production now, but it's supposed to release sometime next year or, yeah, six-part series debuting in 2018. But, like, they're going to do other things, too. Like, they're doing the secret history of comics, and Robert mm-hmm. Kirkman, the uh, creator of Walking Dead, is kind of going to be directing that and providing the voiceover. But And they're also doing a story of science fiction 
James Cameron's going to do that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool. I'm a big fan of the documentary series. So I thought that was cool as shit to hear Eli Eli Roth was going to do it. And they were like, well, it's Eli Roth. He's got all the friends. He's got Quentin. Who knows who's going to be in this show? Like, you know. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be documentary style. So it's going to be all pretty prod type stuff. But Speaking of Cameron, you know, he's got those four Avatar sequels that are coming out. No, I don't. I pretend that those aren't happening. Well, <laughs> they all have release dates. So that's problem one. Problem two, Ugh. they announced earlier, I think this week, that Stephen Lang is going to be the main villain in all four. Okay. Stephen Lang was the bad guy in the first one that got, you know, the juiced up military guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, it ends, like, I figured, I thought he just died. I don't remember how the first one. Because he's in the mechanized suit or whatever, and then, like, he gets shot in the chest with a bunch of arrows, and he gets defeated. And then, like, the military's defeated, and they have to leave the planet or whatever. So are they going to do, like, what was the Jake Gyllenhaal film? So I guess he's just going to squeak out, like, I survived, and I'll be the villain for the next four fucking movies. Like, you can't have... No more villains? That's that's it? You just got Stephen Lang? Are they going to do a source code thing? (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean they might well fucking the one guy for four movies <laughs> i guess i don't know how else does he live if he got shot in the heart with there i mean i suppose he can make up any storyline yeah but it'll just increase my dislike for avatar wasn't because they had plenty of it. you know medical advances where he could probably save a lot of people from mm-hmm. terrible injuries but still it's like you don't have any other villains you can think of they're like, nah, you're no making, way. you're literally making worlds for, for this story. <laughs> Let's bring back the bad guy from the first one that we killed off again and again, <laughs> four times. So now we know that he isn't dying in the first three sequels. Cause I know I'm going to be first in line. Maybe it's flashbacks, dude. <laughs> uh, flashbacks for four fucking movies. God. So yeah, continue. I just wanted to point out that depressing avatar news. No, that's all I got. Oh, because Cameron also wants to do a new Terminator trilogy because he gets the rights back after 2018 or whatever. So he wants to do a new Terminator trilogy. I haven't seen the last two. Uh, Genesis, I, I saw. That was one of the Arnold's back. Yep. And it actually starts out, I like. I really like the first like 45 minutes and then just nose died. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like really cool. It was playing like back to the future two type of thing sure because they go back in time yep. into like the first movie and the second movie and shit or at well, least the they, first movie maybe not second and that one looked good i i still want to see that one uh because arnold came back um mm-hmm. what was the one before that was christian bale that was salvation I yeah never, I and that was kind that. of meh reviews and yeah poor reviews and yeah oh good for <laughs> you and how was it Apparently, it was really shitty because it does not get good reviews, Christian. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is our only clip that is not technically from a movie, but it was recorded during the making of a movie, mm-hmm. Terminator Salvation. So it counts. <laughs> it was recorded on a film set, literally. But, at least, you know, didn't he live with his mother still, though? No, I think he hit her and she left. Oh, she left after that. I oh, remember well, he's that still good. thing in the UK. There was something like, did he hit his mom or something? There was some <laughs> family incident. I think it was like him and his mom and his sister. Like, I don't know if he hit any of them or it was all speculation, too. Like, there's no charges pressed against him, but no. 
there was some sort of rumors that at least he had a some sort of a fight with his family. Hmm. I don't know. Anyways, still, still good dude. Seems gets a, seems to get angry quite easily sometimes. <laughs> Even like Christian when he's angry. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to add? Mm, that's all I got. Alrighty. What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? What did you see, Jones? So I got I got three flicks. I'm going to start with the worst and work my way up to the best. Because oh, I, I, I start out not happy. <laughs> and like we said before, we don't, we don't go out and watch movies to bash them. So I didn't go into this movie intending not to like it. I thought I would like it and sounded very good. I didn't look up ratings before, so I didn't know mm-hmm. how people liked it anyways. But uh, I was disappointed enough that I turned it off at about halfway through. Uh, so over I, halfway through. Over halfway. Um. So I saw War Machine. So War Machine came out last year. Netflix original movie. Well, I think it was 2017, wasn't it? Oh, wait, yeah, never mind. Yeah, came out, yeah, it came out earlier this year on Netflix. little backdrop. Idiosyncratic general confronts opposition from enemies, allies, and bureaucrats while leading a massive rebuild operation in Afghanistan. So, cast is, you know... Pretty pretty star-studded affair. You got Brad Pitt. He's kind of your lead guy. General Glenn McMahon. Anthony Hayes. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Topher Grace is in it. Which I, I feel like I'm always disappointed by Topher Grace's performance and stuff. <laughs> I don't know why. And I think it's because I like him. But I, maybe I don't. I just can't come to terms with that. I no, was I not. I, always... I feel like he overacts a lot. Again, yeah. I don't want to bash him because I actually like him. And when I when I didn't know he was in this, when I saw he was in this, I was like, ah, sweet. And then again, I was left going. I, I feel like he's trying to be too serious, and I I don't want him to be. Yeah. Uh Interstellar. Thought he was over the top a little bit. In his, he wasn't in there much, mm-hmm. but you know, he was out there trying to get. Ben Affleck's kids away from him because Conaghy. Yeah, what you said, Ben Affleck or uh, Casey Affleck's kid, kids away from him. Are you talking about Interstellar? That's what I said. I said Interstellar. <laughs> First you said Ben Affleck, then you said Casey Affleck, but it's Matthew McConaughey. Casey Affleck is Jessica Chastain's brother. Okay, yeah. okay, the brother in there. Okay, is there a button for up yours? <laughs> 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 that doesn't fit as well but we'll take it but mcconaughey had a kid too he was trying to get all the kids out wasn't he well mcconaughey was trying to run away from his kids let's not lie <laughs> uh, casey wanted to keep him so close that he was letting him die from just fucking we're gonna farm until you die <laughs> we don't need no doctors looking at their lungs <laughs> god casey take her easy uh anywho yeah, I mean, those are kind of the big hitters. Um, ben Kingsley, he's in there too, a uh, smaller part. Maybe. I only got through halfway. Maybe it got bigger. And Scoot McNary. So Scoot McNary. Uh, Heard the name. He is the paraplegic in Superman vs. Batman. Okay. Uh, he's also, he's more, no, I more know him from uh, Halt and Catch Fire, an AMC show. Just okay. plug in AMC today. Uh <laughs> So, anyways, this movie was it just wasn't it wasn't cutting the 
it, it was cutting the cheese, but it you know just wasn't wasn't living up to what I hoped for. Uh, Brad Pitt was doing his same old kind of military southern voice, mm-hmm. which I struggle with every time since Inglorious Bastards. Liked it in Inglorious Bastards when he reuses it. I'm like, quit doing that. It's almost like Adam Sandler redoing his shitty voices mm-hmm. to me it just doesn't work like it's like it, i can only see you in inglorious bastards doing that so quit doing it so much there were some funny lines it just it wasn't it just didn't flow well enough that i was like nah booting it so i'd put it on the never list now you said he got through about an hour and five minutes of an yep. hour and 45 minute movie <clears throat> i think it's about an hour 45 hour 50 so i got Oh, a little over halfway. Get about 60% of the way through. Yeah. Anthony Michael Hall, I would say, is probably the funniest one in there. He has some, he's a really hot, hot-headed military guy. And he's just flying off the handle left and right. Mm-hmm. He's pretty funny. Uh, but other than that, it's just kind of like chuckle type things, if that. And then other stuff is just mediocre. <laughs> or you don't need, I don't think you need to see it. Go watch something else. Yeah, the. The director we're going to be doing. Oh, yeah. I didn't even hit up the director. That Those deets. We're so, yeah, going to be doing his film next week. David McCod. Is that how you pronounce it? I th- yeah, McCode. I'm not sure. I think it's McCod or yeah. it's Mychode. I guess he did the <laughs> screenplay, too. But it's based off a book called The Operators. But he did Animal Kingdom, which we'll be doing the breakdown of that next week. Which is excellent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's War Machine. WTM never. Ooh. From me. Now, if Mulder sees it and he wants to debate it, we'll, we'll bring it back on the table. All right. <laughs> so, but when you say never, like, we agree on most things. And, like, even if I might like it a little bit, I probably only like it a little bit. Like, maybe I'd, I'd call it a last resort. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Th- go out I, of my way to watch last resorts. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't see you saying, no, this is a, this is a soonish. It's, I don't see you doing that. It's been on my list for a while. I just <laughs> I almost pulled the trigger a couple times, but watched something else instead. Yeah. All right. Well. What do you got going? I saw Dunkirk. Dun, dun, dun. Came out a few weeks ago. Directed by Christopher Nolan. Dope. <laughs> Dope. Starring Fionn Whitehead, Damien Bonnard, Anwarin Bonnard. There's a bunch of names I'm fumbling. End with Bernard. Yeah. Mark <laughs> Rylance, who, you know, won Best Supporting last year. Yeah. James Bloor. Tom Hardy. Got to single him out. And then uh, who's the, is there like a One Direction guy in here? Some Harry something or other. Styles. Harry Styles. He's in here somewhere. I don't, is that his real name, Harry Styles? <laughs> I don't know. Or is he just another name? name. I think that's his name that he goes. I don't know what he goes by. I didn't know he was in movies. Yeah, because they were like, ooh, how was he? How was his acting chops and stuff? Well, I don't care. Nobody really <laughs> says much in this whole movie. So yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> does he make good facial expressions? <laughs> Can he run? Uh, Storyline. Evacuation of Allied soldiers from Belgium, the British Empire, and France were cut off and surrounded by the German army from the beaches and harbor of Dunkirk, France. Between May 26 to June 4th, 1940, during the Battle of France and World War II. So, a bunch of Allied forces. So, this is before the U.S. was involved. This was just Britain was over in France trying to help the French battle 
you know, the the Germans, mm-hmm. and uh, they got pinned to the beach. They were cut off, and because of how the the strait is there between, you know, the UK and France, not a lot of the bigger ships could navigate it, or at least quickly, and they only had like one kind of port or one dock for a ship to a bigger, larger ship that could dock with to evacuate soldiers. So they needed tiny boats. Um, so they sent out a call to the civilian fleet. Um, there was some Royal Air Force that were involved to try and provide protection. But it's uh, it's unique in that it's told on three, uh, three separate stories on three separate timelines. All the men on the beach is over the length of a week. The people on the boats, their story takes place over one day. And Tom Hardy, who plays one of the fighter pilots, his story takes place over the length of an hour. And they all kind of meet up, you know, towards the end. But there's also like, so there's a couple of flashbacks. Hmm. So some of it's a little confusing if you're not ready for it. But uh, I will give it a soonish. Ooh. I was I'm actually slightly disappointed. Because I thought I'd like it a little more. Did you I see it in IMAX? I did. I went yep. and saw it at the zoo, which is has the biggest screen in our state, our fair state of Minnesota. Uh, it's like a six-story screen in there, I believe. It's pretty baller. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got the full experience, and it is yeah, it did not disappoint. He uses the IMAX or the 70 mil cameras. And he does that for a lot of his movies, Interstellar, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Inception. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty much the entire film. There, There's some that aren't shot in that, but kind of like, you know, Dark Knight Rises, there's like 45 minutes of IMAX. I think Interstellar was a little over half in mm-hmm. IMAX, but regardless, the guy knows how to shoot pretty much everything. Yeah. He's gotten some criticism over the years. Like, he doesn't know how to shoot action. And it's like, well, if you watch any of his movies, they're exciting as fuck. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> I think he does. <laughs> he at least knows how to capture the moment. Right. Um, there's great scenes. It's PG-13, so there isn't a lot of you know blood or gore for a war movie, which, you know, I could have maybe done with more of that, but it didn't It didn't take away from the story at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't like, oh, this is a bullshit cop-out, like, Disney-type thing because it's PG-13. It kind of fit in that way. They didn't have to dwell on people, you know, getting gored up and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So that was fine. PG-13 was fine. It's still – it's a pretty good-paced film. Um, Yeah, I just – I thought it was going to be, you know, top five favorites of the year, and I don't don't think it's going to do that. I think it'll be – Nominated for a lot of stuff. Was it the lack of dialogue? No. No? You're fine with the amount that was in? Okay. Yeah, I was fine with that. Everything come together. Like I said, it's still a great movie called a Soonish. So. Right. Huh? Watch that Soonish. Well, this is in theaters. Go see it now. Hopefully in IMAX. Get on that Soonish. But yeah, because um, I was like, oh, this might, you know, Nolan's gotten to the point where, you know, a new Tarantino movie comes out, you're you watch it, you're like, you immediately, you're like, I wonder where this ranks in mm-hmm. my favorite Tarantinos. Yep. Same thing's happening with Nolan, because, I mean, I can't, he hasn't done a bad film. Mm-hmm. Literally hasn't. 
He did the his short film was following. Then he did Memento. Insomnia. Still good. The Prestige. Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Inception, Interstellar, this. It's like you guys <laughs> Yeah. There's nothing to criticize. He just so. doesn't do a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't rank this in the top three, at least. Okay. I mean, I, I can't wait to watch it again, but right. and maybe that'll change, you know, that always it always changes, you know, when you revisit it and mm-hmm. whatnot. But yeah. Soonish WTM. Watch this movie Soonish. So I saw a Tom Hardy flick. Ooh. Ooh. It's a legend from 2015. So we're moving up. We started out with the never. Okay. We're moving up. I'm going to give this one WTM Last Resort. Ooh. Yeah. So legend came out in 2015. The true story of London's most notorious gangsters, twins Reggie and Ronnie Cray. As the brothers rise to the criminal underworld, Ronnie advances a family business with violence and intimidation, while Reggie snuggle or struggles <laughs> <laughs> to go legitimate for local girl Frances Shea. In and out of prison, Ronnie's unpredictable tendencies and the slow disintegration of Reggie's marriage threaten to bring the brothers' empire tumbling to the ground. Yeah, I give it a WTM. All right, I'll give you the I'll give you the deets. Who's in it? So Tom Hardy, because they're twins, he plays both Reggie and Ron Cray. Um, you got Paul Anderson. You got Emily Browning plays the love interest. Um, I remember her from a series of fortunate events. Okay. I believe that's the same one. And she was in Sleeping Beauty. Remember the movie Sleeping Beauty? Where so. uh like rich old men pay women to take like sleeping pills and oh, they get knocked out sure. and then they go to sleep next to them. Yep, yep. <laughs> Creepy <Weird>. movie. <laughs> oh yeah, and Chaz Palmentary plays an Italian gangster from New York who goes to London to meet the craze at a certain point. So it's kinda cool to see Chaz Palmentary in there. Uh yeah, those are kind of the heavy hitters. Um, the movie was directed by Brian Hanglin. Helgenland? Helgenland? Uh, Heglin? Heglin? Nah, H-E-L-G-E-L-A-N-D. Helgland. He also wrote it, but it was based on the book The Profession of Violence by John Pearson. Yeah, so I mean, overall, it, it's not a great movie, but it was fun. That's why I give it a last resort. Um, if this was on TV, I potentially would stop and watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the storyline itself is okay. There's a few parts where they almost aren't explained enough, and you jump all of a sudden to him going to prison. You're not sure why he's going to prison, for example, at one point. At least it wasn't clear to me when I was watching it, but uh, Tom Hardy does a pretty good job of switching between the two brothers. And Ronnie Cray, I think he was the one... Uh, He's the gay brother. So Ronnie's gay. So he mm-hmm. has a lot of toy boys around him throughout the movie. And uh, he's fucking hilarious when he plays that character. He's very demented. And he was in Insane Asylum at one point during the movie. Uh, but he does a really good job with him. The movie overall is really it's fun. Like it carries well because 
Tom Hardy does such a good job in mm-hmm. both roles. Not a great movie. Um, I don't even know what it got on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I think but, it's right around the 60. Okay. That's just probably... Hovering just above or just below. I would say it's probably appropriate. It is close to like two hours and ten minutes, I think. It's a little over two hours, which I think the story itself, which I've never read about the craze because it's based on a true story. The story itself probably deserves like a two hour and ten minute movie, kind of like Goodfellas or something like that. Like it's probably worthwhile. It just wasn't done well enough where... They could have probably cut it a little shorter, and I would have liked it more with mm. the story they had. But, uh, yeah, overall, I would say WTM, last resort. That's all I had to say about that. I saw Jason Bourne. <laughs> the one where he doesn't talk. <laughs> he just fights. <laughs> Came out in 2016, directed by Paul Greengrass, starring, of course, Matt Damon, Tommy Lee Jones, Alicia Vikander, Vincent Cassell, Julia Stiles, and Riz Ahmed. Storyline. The CIA's most dangerous former operative is drawn out of hiding to uncover more explosive truths about his past. So, this would be the fifth Bourne movie, the fourth with Matt Damon. But so this kind of takes up after the Born Ultimatum, which was the third one. The fourth one was Born Legacy with Jeremy Renner as Aaron Cross, I think was his name. Yep. Um, which I, I did like that one. Yeah, that, that was fun. Yep. Ranking all the all the Born movies is kind of tough. I don't know, maybe going through them all again. They'd probably all at least be eventually. I don't know if anyone would get soonish. Maybe Ultimatum. I don't know. I'd probably put eventually in all of them. Jason Bourne, though, I I'll say Last Resort. No, yeah, not that good. Um, it was it was just okay, is what it was. Mm-hmm. So it was like you coming back, and it's Paul Greengrass. Paul Greengrass, he's no slouch. Mm-hmm. So let, let's let's make lemonade. And then <laughs> it was just eh, okay. It was just like another chapter, but it didn't feel like it was that important or necessary. Sure. It's similar to the other ones, which is fine, because you know what do you expect? Right, it's a sequel to a, a very specific story. Yeah, the action was pretty good. Nothing mind blowing. Um, you know, Bourne or actually Matt Damon. He's you know he's rocking the shit again in this one. But <laughs> you know they had that always had that fight on the trailer where he knocks that guy out with one punch, mm-hmm. bare knuckle brawling. Yeah. And that was about as cool as it was on the trailer. It was just like, oh, sweet, so knocked that guy. And then, you know, it's coming. And then it just one hit and he, he's done. Yeah. And then you're like, cool, saw that in the trailer about 80 <laughs> fucking times on TV. <laughs> so then it's like, yep, okay. And then, I don't know, it was just, I would so say would some s- of the other Borns are better than this. So that's why I'm calling it Last Resort. Because so I'd watch the other ones before. You, need, you would only watch it you were into the other borns yeah. like almost like you have to because yeah. you you know if you're a fan of the borns you might you might as well watch it yeah i mean to get the story it's probably i mean i'm sure if somebody had never seen any of the previous ones mm-hmm. they could get through it and understand most of it sure but it would definitely help out a lot to see the other ones before and like i said i probably watched the other ones before this one so julia styles in this one mm-hmm. yep called out her name I didn't catch that. 
Mm-hmm. I think she only does porn movies. <laughs> well, I think she Save also stands. She never like quit acting, but she took time off because I think she had she popped out a few kids. Oh, okay. It's kind of like what Anna Ferris did. Like she took some time off, you know, pushing out Chris Pratt's. I don't know if they did they have one or two. I have I no know. idea. Call Flash. See what she says. <laughs> But yeah, I think she took multiple years off because she has at least two or three kids. Gotcha. I don't know. It was just kind of. I got a cheap used. I got a Blu-ray. Got to complete the set. Well, yeah, you got. It's Paul Greengrass. You know, like I said, it's. I'd watch if it was on. I'd watch it for a while. Yeah. Still entertaining. Just so you pop like, it in yeah. if you're doing like a born, born marathon. Yeah, if it was going, if I was into it. the, I was in the mood for born, I'd pop it in. Yeah. But last resort. But okay. yeah, if you're a fan of the Bourne movies, then yeah, you're probably gonna want to check it out it then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometime. <laughs> Maybe not eventually, but one of these days it'll be a last resort of yours, I'm sure. Oh you've yeah, seen I, all the other ones. Oh yeah, uh, I was gonna say I'm gonna see it eventually. I just haven't had urge to yeah. because I haven't I haven't heard bad things. I just have heard average. It's the thing, yeah. So I'm like, well, I'll get to it. There's there anything terrible about it. I just eat, didn't see a lot of stuff that was great about it so I've, I, was like, I, I have seen it on uh some of the movie channels mm-hmm. and i've had the urge to record it and then i just haven't because <laughs> i'm like i'm gonna record it and it's just gonna sit on dvr because i know <laughs> i'm not gonna have an urge to watch it anytime soon yeah well, what's the last one you were you were ripping so the last one i've been ripping comes from 2016 you've talked about it before silence Ooh. Good old silence. Silence is a WTM soonish for me. So we started out in Never and we're fucking damn near to the top. So it turned around. So silence, uh, just to give a reminder. In the, in the 17th century, two Portuguese Jesuit priests traveled to Japan in an attempt to locate their mentor, who is rumored to have committed apostasy and to propagate Catholicism. So, Silence is directed by Martin Scorsese. Screenplay was written by Martin Scorsese and Jay Cox. Stars Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, Liam Neeson's. I'm not even going to try to pronounce some of the other guys' names. There's there's some Japanese actors in here. Well, butcher their names, but they did a great job. Uh because the whole cast as a whole was excellent. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Silence did not get enough love in 2016. It didn't get nearly as much as it should have. I fucking yeah. loved Silence. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about it in our recap of 2016 movies, our favorites. And I had mentioned it possibly would have entered my list towards the top if I had seen it. Just guessing. Uh and I'm right. This probably would have been a top three for me, if not top two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Silence. It's longer, but it's Martin Scorsese, so what do you expect? And who gives a shit? Because it's an mm-hmm. excellent movie. Uh, there are some really brutal scenes in there. It's newer, so I won't ruin them. But it was just filmed so well. <laughs> and Andrew Garfield, the fact that he got nominated for Best Actor in Hacksaw Ridge, 
and not this. I was kind of disappointed because I, I feel like he actually did a better job in this mm-hmm. than Hacksaw. He did good in Hacksaw Ridge. I like Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, I think should have swapped him, though. I yeah. think he should have gotten nom- nominated for this. And I get there's a whole process of nominations or whatever, but I'd agree. There are some really good scenes. I, I do wish Liam Neeson's was in it a little bit more, but when he's in there, he's good. I mean, he's he's excellent as always, and Adam Driver's really good too. So yeah, I would say another another good addition by old Marty, there. Yeah, that one snuck up on me because I thought it was gonna be slower too because see the long yeah. runtime and it's it's a movie about Christianity, right? And in it, Japan, you're thinking, well, there's gonna be there's gonna be some lulls here. I was like, this is gonna be a heavy heavy drama, like mm-hmm. that's how I pictured it, and. It moves. I was I was good the entire time. Yeah, there was never too. a point in which I was like, I'm getting kind of bored. It the m- movie moves very well. Keeps you super interested. The dialogue is good. Torture uh, keeps you interested. Torture will keep you there. <laughs> keeps you engaged. <laughs> uh, and I'm not even I'm not even a religious person for the most part. But the story didn't turn me off. I'm not opposed to watching or reading anything religious, but. It's super interesting. I thought Jesus was your homeboy. No. Well. (laughs) (laughs) You used to say that on your Facebook profile? (laughs) No. I don't think so. I thought that was like your religious views. It said, Jesus Jesus is my my homeboy. Maybe freshman year of college, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, did you change it? (laughs) It's not today. (laughs) It's probably still there. Could be. My yeah. summary could also say that uh, I'm a janitor at a college and my, ben Aff- my best <laughs> friend is Ben Affleck. <laughs> janitor at college and sometimes I just find equations and I finish them. Smarter than most of the people there. Oh yeah, and my best friend's Ben Affleck. <laughs> um, yeah, silence for me. Yeah, I was really impressed. For that was that was another thing too. When we did those top ten list in 2016, we talked about how. Once we revisit these or you, know, you hadn't seen Silence yet or whatever, you know, it'd probably change a lot. Like, I think Moonlight was my number 10. Sure. Yeah. And I after, think like, you, watching yeah. on Blu-ray, I, I'd move it up to probably four. Yeah. I like Silence just slightly more than that. And Hell or High Water and Neon Demon were the only other movies I would have put in front of it. La La Land would probably be fifth or later at least. Ah, uh, this would jump so many that I had on my list mm-hmm. easily. Um, I, I'm very surprised that it didn't get a Best Picture nomination. Like, it seems prime for Best Picture. Like, the cinematography, the storyline, everything. Like, it, it. I don't know. It just seemed like it'd be an easy. Why is nobody talking about this? Yeah, I'm like, no. The, it literally just fucking kind of fell off. And yeah. just did not get brought up. I think it was nominated for cinematography. I don't know if it won. There was yeah, two or three nominations. But it wasn't nominated for anything big. Yeah. And nobody really mentioned it again. Uh, which is too bad. Because it's a fucking excellent movie. Only thing I've heard about it from like other people or news sources was the same thing you said. Yeah. That I believe. Like, why the hell wasn't Garfield nominated for this? Instead of right. Hacksaw. He's better in this than Hacksaw. He just is. It, it's kind of funny because he's super religious in both. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's way better being religious in silence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. Well, to cap us off, I'm going to talk about, or actually, I'm going to take you back in time to the ripe year of 1998. It's a good year. Foreign film, German film. I watched Run, Lola, Run. Oh. Ever seen it? Nope. Heard of it. Directed by Tom Tyker. Tykwer. It's T-Y-K-W-E-R. Tykwer. Um, starring, butcher a bunch of names here, uh, Freka Potent or Potente. She related to the Borns. She was the bo- she was the born girl in the first one, and this she dies in the beginning of the second one. Hmm. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like the Bond girl of the Born series for the first, well, two movies. Um, she was also in um, Blow. She was Barbara. Oh, okay. The dies of cancer. Yep. She was Barbara. Had a blonde wig, but... Yeah, because this movie kind of put her on the map. I'll go down here. Uh, Moritz uh, Bleptru, Herbert Knopp, Knopp, Nina Petrie. Petrie. All right, I'm going to stop saying names. <laughs> Storyline. After a botched money delivery, Lola has 20 minutes to come up with 100,000 Deutschmarks. So she gets a phone call from her boyfriend who's just... Like, uh, what do I put it? Uh, he's in a, he's all balled up. He's distressed greatly. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, doing a money delivery, a drug thing, you know, for the mob or whatever. He had to uh, deliver a hundred thousand Deutschmarks and it went missing. And he needs that in 20 minutes because the people are meeting him at, cause he got, I think he got it. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil too much of the story, but let's just say, yeah, he doesn't have the 100000 He needs it in 20 minutes, which would be noon, mm-hmm. because that's when the people are coming to meet him to pick it up. And so he tells her, hey, I'm going to rob this nearby grocery store unless you get here, you know, 20 minutes with 100000 <laughs> And so she has 20 minutes to get there with 100000 So does the that- movie take place in 20 minutes? I could tell you, but then I'd ruin part of the movie. Did you just tell us no. by that answer? After you watch it, you'll know how I didn't ruin it for you. So it doesn't take place in 20 minutes. Both. <laughs> I'll say both. <laughs> <laughs> you watch it, you'll get it. But, yes, I love this movie. Uh, it's, it combines different forms of film. There's animation involved. There's different, you know, camera shots, slow motion, sped up, that type of thing. The soundtrack is a lot of like late 90s, maybe European techno. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty cool soundtrack um, that accompanies it or score both. Sure. Yeah, I love this movie. This was, I'd seen parts of it before, like in film school and stuff. But it was people presenting cases for certain things and like, here's, 10 minutes of this movie to prove my point about something or other. Right. So it was one of those type of deals where I'd only seen part of it. I always wanted to, you know, see it. So I picked it up. Blu-ray was cheap somewhere. You got it for like six bones. That's pretty good. But yeah, I don't want to say too much, but uh, yeah, it is thrilling. It has a running time of 
hundred or sorry, hour and twenty one minutes. So eighty one minutes, brisk movie to get through. It's pretty brisk. Eighty one minutes is longer than twenty minutes. So maybe that'll play with your head a little bit. <laughs> she, she gets the call right. The movie starts out right into it. She gets the call pretty much right away. So then, how does that work? It was twenty minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to say watch this movie soonish. Nice. I'm going to have to. It's a good one. So Tom Tykwer, he also mm-hmm. did The International. I've seen that. Clive Owen, Naomi mm-hmm. Watts. Um, all, I remember it being okay. 2009. Yeah, it looked it looked all right. Didn't look too bad. Uh, it was famous for like a certain shootout in there in a building that's like a, there's a spiral staircase that goes up like the whole... I remember that from the movie the, poster. Yeah. Running like down, like bottom. shooting and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then apparently he also collaborated with the Wachowskis. He's co-director in the sci-fi film Cloud Atlas 2012, which I didn't know. Yeah, he's into some sci-fi stuff. So he's done some other stuff. I mean, he, he has other movies on here. I'm sure maybe you're reputable, but I haven't heard of those ones. But yeah, it's always good to see a good foreign film that you really like. Because you're like, yeah, why don't mm-hmm. I do this more often? And then, well, there's American shit I got to see. <laughs> and then I got to read this other stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to watch this shit first. And then I'll read. <laughs> and then sometimes you're like, you know, it'd be easier if I just knew the language. And then I couldn't, didn't have to read subtitles. You got to be in the mood. Yeah. Because it's subtitles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, I love the movie Gamora, which mm-hmm. is now a Sundance tv series they based it off of mm-hmm. um but it's long it's all subtitles so it's like i gotta be in the mood to sit down and watch two and a half hours of subtitles sometimes sometimes it doesn't matter but maybe i should learn a second language <laughs> i want to learn french just to watch french films french movies but you run into that problem with any language yeah just like other people with other languages as their first language or that don't know English when they watch mm-hmm. American or English movies, I feel like a lot of the jokes get lost in the translation. Oh, sure. Because all this, the slang, the slurs, stuff like that falls by the wayside. Yep. Even the best subtitles can explain the emphasis somebody has on a certain word. Oh, right. Yep. And how they say it and what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So I believe like comedy wise, it ain't going to help me out. No. Learning another language. Because pretty much every language has slang and different yeah. terms and different instances when they would use certain terms. Mm-hmm. And the, now that it can be easily explained. Now, if I went and lived in France yeah, I was gonna say, for if you're several kind of years immersed and immersed like in the culture for a while, then you could go watch stuff and get it. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah. because it's probably the same. Think about somebody who's not who's outside the U.S. and they watch Fargo. Mm-hmm. They probably don't get the accent jokes and the Minnesota jokes and so you wouldn't get that unless you actually understood. Not some of them, yeah, because some of them are over the top. But maybe like the interaction between the guy and the cop in the small town, talking about like I I I think that would be lost in translation. Yeah, and that Bill I mean, a lot of them wouldn't even know English. No, so they're reading anyways. I mean, yeah, they can hear what is being said, but. Mm-hmm. If it's a foreign language, if I'm listening to foreign languages, I can't pick up accents, really. 
or at least maybe I can tell if there's like two different German people speaking yeah. and they have different accents, like Glorious Bastards, mm-hmm. go right there. Now I might be able to tell that one German language sounds different than another German speaking German. Yeah. However, I wouldn't be able to say, well, that's from, he's from Northern Germany and he's from Southern Germany. I would no fucking idea where it is. Right. If you're watching Fargo, like, yeah, you could point out that it's in Minnesota, but not the actual city, but you could point out that the movie takes place in Minnesota, but I don't know if they would get that that's like a kind of a Midwestern or Northern Midwestern accent. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of Boston movies. I wonder what, you know, foreigners think watching that. Right. With the Boston accents versus New York accents, because mm-hmm. they're different, but still, kind of, it must sound pretty similar to native or foreign ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, oh well. But we got some big things coming up. We're doing a breakdown of Animal Kingdom next week, continuing our slate of Aussie films. TNT series. We're gonna break down the first season. <laughs> The David <laughs> Mikad, is that what we settled on? Yeah, Mikad. Mikad, Mikad. 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 So we're going to be doing a breakdown of that. And we've been toying around with a lot of different Aussie films to do, to maybe do a fourth. But we're prob- we might be doing a fourth and a half. Because we're going to be doing Jaws later in the month to kind of close out our summer because it's a summer movie. It's a fun summer movie, and it leads into our horror extravaganza perfectly because it's a horror movie, mm-hmm. of which our horror, exa- horror extravaganza consists of two months, September, October, where we do nothing but horror stuff. But there's an Aussie connection in Jaws that is pretty significant. So bring that up. Give the Aussies their credit for their contribution to Jaws. And then we might also do a Aussie horror film. Yep. Maybe Wolf Creek, maybe House of Wax was filmed there. We'll think of something. Mm-hmm. House of Wax, you know, you think, well, that's just a shitty remake, but I, I don't get tired of watching Paris go down in that pole. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I don't remember that well. I saw it in theaters. She gets, when she gets killed, she gets a pole through the face. Nice. And then her head just starts, like, going down it. Like oh uh, no i remember that pretty yeah funny. yeah that's pretty good <laughs> you know that wasn't a ter- i i had I've, even, I've revisited a couple of times like i don't know this is pretty decent I, I have fun even when i was in high school there were some remakes of old horror movies that i was like God, i don't know why kids like this shit I, like it just wasn't a good remake i remember seeing house of wax going eh, that was kind of fun. that was fun <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was i'm sure the original i've never seen the original is better brett watched it uh last week oh okay but I was like, I remember thinking, like, I'd watch House of Wax again. Yeah. Isn't um, that also where uh, they snipped the uh, Achilles tendon? That's House of Wax. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, that's another shit, too, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. they do it in there. Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Might have been thinking of that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they reached it up from the grates in that auto shop. Yeah, guys down below where they changed the oil. And he, the guys, I remember like, seeing that, and I was something. like, ooh. Maybe it was in the house. I don't know. Anyways, so that'll we'll continue to give the Aussies their cred, and uh, continuing the summer of fun with Jaws, and then uh, Wolfie T and I are gonna be doing a leftovers of Predator next week as well. So the end of next week, 
you'll have either Predator or Animal Kingdom coming at you with whatever didn't come out the week after. Well, then you got Jaws coming, and then we'll be hitting up the horror extravaganza. So a lot going on. So we will hopefully talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you jumped. You jumped the gun. You're well, gonna say we'll check you later. No, no, and no. Then no. you realize you didn't drop them all. No, because I was trying to just segue it into, please just give us a rate and review <laughs> on iTunes, Stitcher. We need those. Helps out the show. Subscribe. Check out our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com. Uh, we've been changing some things around on there, so give that a look-see. You can email us at WatchThisMovie at Yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at WatchThis underscore Movie. Other than that, we will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case. <laughs>